Drawing room over here. You made it. Oh, come on through. Do you fancy drink? What's your tipple? In the era of prestige TV, we hear a lot about showrunners, these kind of magical figures who guide and build the programs we love, often starting out from the director's chair or the writer's room. But those opportunities, do they exist in Australian shows? Is that more of a Hollywood concept? And when it does, how does it change what we, in fact, see on the screen? A new program called The Creators is taking some of Australia's top writers to the US to talk to their American colleagues about showrunning. Susie Miller is a screenwriter and playwright. Her play Prima Facie is about to open on Broadway after sellout shows in Australia and London. Jane Allen is a screenwriter and producer who's worked across a range of much-beloved Australian shows, most recently ABC's In Our Blood. They are both my guests, Susie and Jane. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Hi, Andy. Thanks for having us. What is a showrunner? Let's start with that, because if you haven't been around TV and sort of TV talk, it might be a little bit of a, um, a mysterious title. Susie, what's a showrunner? A showrunner is a writer taking control is the way that I like to think of it. So a writer is actually looking at the unity of the whole and being a producer alongside the producers, but making some of the big decisions and organising who's going to be on set, who, what creatives we're going to work with, and how the story is going to take off. And when any changes are made, it's made by the writer. Do you agree with that, Jane? <laughs> yes, I think um, to add to that, it's it's the chance to have uh, the creator and writer as the head of the creative decisions that are that are made in consultation with others. Um, but it's making sure that that vision is seen the whole way through. Because of course, once you once you write uh, a show, it is one particular thing. When it's shot, it becomes something else. Then then again, in the post um, production part of things the story can change again in the picture edit so it's really important to have the the person who has been with it from the beginning and who understands it the most to be there to to not only guide but to also help with uh, questions that come from uh, other creatives about about the direction of the show and it's not something that we don't have in Australia it's it has been around I think it's not called show running so much here but it's certainly the case that in the last you know, probably half a dozen years or so, there could, there's a number of um, shows that have been made in Australia under that model. So it sounds to me like an enormous amount of creative control, but it also, on the other hand, an enormous amount of responsibility. You both, interestingly, started out in law before turning to writing. Is there a link between what you used to do and what you do now, uh, Susie? Yeah, I think there is. I think that um, some of the skill sets you get from being a lawyer means that you write quickly, <laughs> that you're really engaged in human stories. Jane and I both come from defence law, from legal aid and from sort of working with people that really have trouble with the law. So we have lots of stories that connect to that and also a, an overwhelming kind of framework for how systems work within society. I think that really helps. But I think in terms of show running and taking that responsibility, when you've stood up in court and taken responsibility for someone that might be going to jail or someone that's been abused, you actually do, you know, you you, you cut your teeth on that kind of grit. So you do, you're prepared to take responsibility, I think, in ways that sometimes you might otherwise melt a bit. Uh, most of your work has been for the screen, Jane, but Susie, you've spent a lot of time in theatre. How yeah. do those two worlds compare? Yeah, really interestingly, because I have to say that when I first started being a playwright or working as a playwright and I sort of put my toe in television, I thought, oh, no, it's not for me because there was so little creative control for the writer. And then as I've 
can progress with my theatre career and you do have like a lot of control. You have copyright in the writing. You actually are the only person that can change the script and so forth. Um, the over and, and the idea of looking at the unity of the piece and how it fits with actors and directors and so forth is something that you always do as a as a playwright. And I think that what's happened while I've been working those 20 years as a playwright is that television has come up and actually has adopted a similar type of model of responsibility of the writer, of the writer having a sense of the whole before they write even a single episode where there's more authored pieces and where the, the story is actually really highly valued as the bones of whatever you're making. And I think that's that's what's exciting to me about television. So it comes from a place of appreciating that for me from theatre and now I think TV is one of the great models for writers as well. Has that been your experience as well, Jane, that there's been a growth in what you can do as a writer, a breadth, uh, if you like? Oh, definitely. And I think just to, to go back to the the um, crossover with law for a moment, I think all of those things that, uh, that Susie said are true. And I think also law is fundamentally about telling stories. Certainly in the defence work that Susie and I used to do, it's absolutely about telling a story to convince somebody of a particular proposition. So it's in that way it is very similar to, to what a writer does. But, yes, when I first started in TV in Australia, it was the time of uh, Blue Healers and All Saints and really long-running shows. And in that you had to – there was a whole machine that was operating because we made an episode a week. And so you had to have a large team of writers and you had to have in-house people as well and the producers had much more of a say of things because simply because there wasn't time but as as shows have got shorter so now you have six episodes eight episodes um, in our blood is four episodes there's a chance there for the writers to really be the ones who who have that greater creative control in the same way or not in the same way but in a similar way to the position of a playwright so it does mean that sort of short run has really changed uh, the way that, that television does operate now. I can see a, a sort of a, a benefit, but also perhaps something missing with the, the death of those big monopolistic type TV shows like Blue Healers in this country. Because on one hand, yes, it's become more diversified and fractured and, and therefore more opportunity, but also the, the skills and how skills can be transferred to younger you know, people in their early stages of their careers may not be there as well. Would you say that's true, Susie? I would say that, well, I mean, because I come from a playwright background, there's so many opportunities for young playwrights. And, in fact, I feel there's a really strong obligation on senior writers, including myself and and probably Jane in her field, is, um, is to mentor young writers and really show them the ropes and give them the opportunities and introduce them to the right people. And I know that when I was starting out as a playwright, that didn't really happen for me so much. So I know what young writers need. And I like to think that I'm someone that really will actually take the time out to, I mean, I mentor five young women a year. And that's my way of saying, this is how I can give my skill sets to you. And you can take that on board with your own special way of seeing the world. And you can shortcut some ways into the industry that might otherwise take forever. So I think that writers are, quite frankly, people that do mentor and do include other young writers when they put a room together, when they think about who's going to be the note taker in the room and so forth. And I think there's more roles for junior writers in this particular model but having said that, I never was part of those big serials, so I don't really understand what those skill sets were. And um, I'd like to 
to um, talk about those. I think I agree with you, Andy. I think it's a great pity that those shows are not uh, around because they are a fantastic um, apprenticeship opportunity. So not only do you get to be in a in a room with other writers, but if you're somebody who's on in-house stuff, which I was uh, for quite a number of years, what it means is that you you get to plan the story, you see it um, being shot on set, then you see it being made, you know, a couple of weeks later. So you can, you're always constantly seeing the work that you've done happen. You can review it. And then the next time you take that, that lesson straight back into, um, you know, the next thing that you write. And so for me, it was a great training ground because I don't come from a film school background. So my training was absolutely hands-on in that way. And it also means that when you're a part of a team like that, you can, you can learn in safety, whereas it's it's much more difficult if you have a six or eight episode thing for people to take a risk on brand new writers, and there's no chance it's a, you know and it's a being really chucked in the deep end as a as a new writer to be on one of those things where the, the margin for error is so slim, whereas on something like one of those big um, free to air network shows, there was much more support. You could write uh, one segment of something and work with the people within the department to bring it up to the the standard that it needed to be. And I know that there's a push in Australia now to move, at least have some shows under that model again. I mean, Neighbours and Home and Away still do that work, which is fantastic, and it's a great training ground for writers. But there's a version of NCIS that's being made in Sydney at the moment, and I I think that the hope for that show is that if it goes well that it it will expand. I think it's doing 10 episodes at the moment that it, that it will expand in future seasons and it will provide that one-hour training, which uh, Home and Away and Neighbours don't um, provide. They provide a half-hour training. But it, those shows, you know, making five episodes uh, a week are just the best possible training ground that you can get. If you've just joined me, I'm talking with Jane Allen and Susie Miller about screenwriting and prestige TV. Let's talk about that idea of prestige TV in this modern day and age where even Meryl Streep, yes, Meryl Streep does TV. This is a really new kind of opportunity, if you like, for Australian filmmakers and showrunners to get involved. Would you agree, Susie? Yeah, definitely. And I think what's interesting about what they what they're calling prestige TV is that for me it it's similar because I don't come from Jane's background, so I don't have that training ground in the kind of serials and the long-running shows. For me, the idea of binging a TV series is like curling up with a great novel. Like you actually get to get under the skin of some really fabulous characters and really feel their empathize with them, feel what they're going through and really sort of root for them or not. And um and I and I think that the experience of binging a television series is very much to me like ironically reading prose and reading a great story that you just can't put the can't put the book down before you go to bed. So a lot of it is about character and really creating fabulous characters. And I think that's exciting for me. And I think um, Australia really knows how to create great characters. And I think we could very much lean into that skill set that's already around with Australian writers. Of course, with a good book, it's not as um, easy to leap ahead and leave your partner out in the cold as it is with a TV series. I, <laughs> I certainly get, uh, I fall foul of that one all the time. Uh, Jane, I mean, you, you're a highly accomplished writer. You know, when you look at an opportunity like this Creators Project, where you're meeting other colleagues in the US industry, w- what is it that's most important about this opportunity for you? 
Oh, there's such a huge range of things that are important. I think it's going to be fantastic to have time out from work just to concentrate on the craft because we're so busy working at this. It's There's so little time to actually step back and go, what is it that we're doing? So to be there with this ridiculously talented bunch of people um, and just just six of us, just one tutor in show running, one tutor in pitching a show means that we get an attention to our work within a workshop environment that is just so rare. So I think um, it'll be great to test out the, you know, what we have learned so far in the version of show running that we have here, you know, and compare it to, to what is going on in the US. I mean, the writers have a much um, a much stronger position in America than they do in Australia, and it came out of the writers' strike uh, that happened in 2009, and there's a, another one that's possibly looming in, in America at the moment. But that strike, three-month strike in 2009, really made a huge difference in terms of what writers could um, demand in terms of being involved in the creative process. So that that is a different situation than it is in Australia. So it'll be very interesting to see you know, exactly what that means on the ground for a US show. Just want to return to that idea of mentoring, Susie. You mentioned about some of the um, mentees that you you help every year. And I'm curious about how honest you are with them about what not to do because, you know, surely opportunity has to come knocking and you have to be uh, open to, to, to whenever that might be. But I'm curious about whether you share your failures as part of that mentoring process? I absolutely do. I think that unless you understand that so much of writing is about some hard knocks along the way, then people are going to give up too early. And I think it's actually about not giving up and it's about recognising also that taste plays a big part, that you can have a show or write something in Australia that doesn't get picked up, but then if you take it to a different market, it might very well be highly celebrated. And I think it's important for people to know what goes on behind someone that they perceive as a success so that they understand that it's actually a job for life. It's not just in the next year, everything's going to take off. And I also think it's about recognising that you have to come to it with a passion. Like you, you don't just write because you think it's a job that's going to give you some kudos in terms of social media campaigns or whatever. You actually write because you really, really love the craft. And I was, you know, getting excited even hearing Jane talking about all of us being able to go to LA and have those three weeks where we can focus on craft. I mean, it just, it's sort of my dream to be able to stop work. <laughs> a holiday for me is focusing on craft and just having that opportunity to see different perspectives. And in fact, amongst that group, all of them are just the most incredible writers. And there's a couple of people that I've worked with in theatre and people I've worked with in, on screen. And, you know, all of them are people I really admire. And I think that even afterwards, after each day's work, we'll be sitting around, you know, having drinks in the lobby or whatever at the hotel that we're all staying at. And it's almost like the best version of a kind of a camp <laughs> where you get to be with the top sort of other five people that are, are writers in the country that you most want to sort of mine for information and get their feedback on and talk about ideas with. So it's kind of the most exciting thing you could be doing, really. 
And I think that um, I, I agree with all of that. It just sounds like, you know, the best kind of word nerd school camp. Um, <laughs> you know, a chance for a bunch of obsessives to get together and just talk about storytelling is amazing. And and I really I um, hope, too, that, that there will be collaborations amongst us when we get back to Australia and that those relationships will absolutely be formed by by the school camp that we go on together. Yeah, it'd be fascinating to see the f- uh, fruits that this project will bear, uh, you know, two, three, f- five, ten years down the track. Well, look, it's been a pleasure to, to get a bit of the insights behind the curtain, behind the credits. Susie Miller and Jane Allen have been my guests. They're both writers and are participating in the Creators Program put together by Screen Australia and the Australian Writers Guild. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks, thanks Andy. Andy. You've been listening to a podcast of The Drawing Room with me, Andy Park. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.